Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. There's a very unique issue emerging in New Jersey and New York that's dividing environmentalists, energizing Republicans, and threatening President Joe Biden's clean energy goals. And it's strangely all about dead whales and offshore wind. Since December, several whales have washed ashore on East Coast beaches, and their deaths come as offshore wind farms are being constructed. Now there's no evidence the wind farms and whale deaths are linked, but one environmental nonprofit believes the two things happening at once may be more than just a fluke. And it's stirring up controversy. So much so that a New Jersey congressman has called on the state to pause its offshore wind activity. And media pundit Tucker Carlson has been running segments like these on Fox News. So green energy is going to save the world. Well, actually, it's destroying the world. And the whales are dying first. They're dying all across. So today, Politico's Rye Rivard on how this controversy started and why whale deaths are dividing greens and firing up the right. It's Tuesday, January 31st. So since December, there have been at least nine whales that have been stranded on beaches in New Jersey and New York. And these deaths are happening as pre-construction work ramps up on offshore wind farms, which are obviously a key part of President Biden's and New York and New Jersey's clean energy strategies. Wow. And just to be clear, is there actually evidence that wind work on the New Jersey coast and whale deaths are linked or not really yet? So there is no evidence. Even one of the groups, Clean Ocean Action, that has been attempting to draw this connection says these things are just at the moment coincidental in the sort of proper meaning of the term, that these two things are coinciding, that there's unprecedented amount of pre-construction activity starting on offshore wind farms. And there is what appears to be an unusual, if not unprecedented, number of whale strandings in the Northeast. And so they say these two things are happening at the same time. And Clean Ocean Action has been warning for a while that the federal government isn't doing a good enough job of monitoring the environmental effects of offshore wind construction and pre-construction. And so they're saying this really should be investigated. The federal government says, well, there's no evidence that this is happening. And there's not a lot of reason to believe that it would be. Because if you look at some of the sonic mapping technologies that are being used, they are not known to and not thought to have the sort of effects that would kill a whale or strand a whale. Right. And then despite the lack of evidence, that isn't stopping Clean Ocean Action, who you mentioned, an environmental group, getting into this kind of strange bedfellow alliance with conservative media figure Tucker Carlson of Fox News and local GOP lawmakers, as you report. So why is this group latching on to this issue politically and what are they trying to accomplish in their advocacy? So their interest has been very focused on raising questions about the effects of offshore wind construction and surveying. They have a history, Clean Ocean Action does, over several decades of caring about what goes on out in the ocean. And so these concerns and these thoughts that the whale deaths and wind work are related has given some credibility to commentary from Tucker Carlson, who's called 
wind energy, the DDT of our time. And he had a guest on the show recently who said, without offering specific evidence that wind developer survey ships were carpet bombing the ocean floor with intense sound that would confuse the whales. And there have been local Republicans, there's been Congressman Jeff Van Drew from New Jersey, who have all said that these things happening at once should prompt a further investigation. And so there's this sort of swirling of kind of legitimate questions about whether there should be more monitoring of the ecology of the ocean as we start to develop it for wind energy and conservative concerns that are more broadly about wind energy in opposition to, say, fossil fuel exploration off the coast. Right. And then getting a little bit into this division that seems to be out there among environmental groups, you spoke to some wind supporters who are saying this talk of a connection with whales is baseless and no reason to stop developing clean energy. So what explains that division that exists there? So there are a lot of groups that support wind energy. They think it's a great energy solution, clean energy solution. President Biden, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, see it as a sort of the future of American energy, or at least American coastal energy. And these groups, Sierra Club, the New Jersey League of Conservation Voters, and others say it's unfounded to start drawing connections that, that there's no evidence for, and that it is feeding into opposition, which is already significant to offshore wind energy and offshore wind development. They point out that there's a lot of traffic out in the ocean already, that if boats are hitting whales, well, we're not shutting down the East Coast's largest port, which is the port of New York and New Jersey, which has a couple thousand ships come in it every year. And so if there's a specific threat from sound mapping, that isn't known. And if there's a threat from ships generally, well, it's not prompting us to shut down trade. And so why is wind energy being given this intense level of scrutiny right now? And this political headache for offshore wind couldn't come at a worse time for the industry. It's dealing with other hurdles. So why is this particularly concerning for the industry now? And how is the industry responding? So, you know, there's already been, and I think I've been on the show before to talk about some of the local opposition, particularly about the view shed, seeing turbines off the coast. Some people on the Jersey Shore don't want to see that. And there has been an interesting conversation in reporting this story about sort of what mix of things is legitimate concern by Republicans and by Clean Ocean Action. What is a, a sort of different kind of concern, which is truly a sort of not in your backyard concern, literally not in my ocean view concern. And then what is something that feeds into sort of legacy or incumbent energy player interests, the oil and gas industry interests in not having a forceful competitor for the grid. And so all of that's sort of happening at once at the same time that interest rates are going up, borrowing costs are going up, and the offshore wind industry is dealing with the same supply chain issues that our other companies are dealing with. And so all of this is sort of coming together to create a sort of financial and political obstacle for the offshore wind industry. Also, a new government watchdog report out Monday found that the Tennessee Valley Authority needs to step up its efforts to manage climate-related risks. The Government Accountability Office released a report finding that increased temperatures, flooding, and other climate-related extreme weather create operational risks for the federally-owned utilities infrastructure. As a result, the report says the TVA has not taken adequate steps to mitigate these risks 
and in doing so, it could blunt power prices from rising in the future. Remember, the TVA is the largest public power provider in the U.S., serving about 10 million customers across 80,000 square miles in parts of seven states. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.